Blues Podcast. I am Brian Huntley. This is being recorded on September 26, 2017. Hello. Hi. How's it going? How are you? You're new to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, the whole deal. Um, and follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So, unfortunately, there's really nothing to talk about this week. Nothing at all. There's not one goddamn thing I can think of. Certainly nothing uh, divisive in sports, that's for sure. No, I can't. I can't. Nothing is ringing a bell. Nothing. No. No, not, no, not, not one damn thing. Obviously, I'm joking. Lots of, lots of things to get to. So uh, I, guess, I guess we'll start it off here. And the, the, the leader of the free world, Donald Trump, will play, play a role in, in a few topics today. But we'll start with, I guess we got to go back in the Wayback Machine and just probably go back to... The whole deal with Stephen Curry, I guess. I know it's sort of old news now. It's beyond that. We're on to Ric Flair bragging about having sex with 10,000 women. We've already moved on from, you know, Stephen Curry and Donald Trump. But obviously, we knew this was going to be an enormous issue when Donald Trump became president. Would the team go? Would it go? Would they not go? In reality, who gives a shit? But, uh, you know, Stephen Curry came out and said, we as a team, I think Steve Kerr said the same thing. We're going to make a decision on uh, if we're going to go to the White House or not, which I already thought they made the decision that they weren't going. But Stephen Curry came out and said, you know what? I, I'm not going. And, you know, Donald Trump, he, he just he can't fucking control himself. He just really can't. I don't even care if you love the guy. I don't even care if you're the biggest Trump, Trump supporter in the world. Part of you understands this guy can't control himself. I agree with the stuff he says, but he, he can't control himself. He can't. So he takes the, you know, Twitter to say that. Which is like the ultimate like fucking fifth grade response to by him saying, oh, yeah, well, you, you don't want to come when you're not invited. <laughs> well, I already said I wasn't coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then LeBron gets involved saying, uh, you know, you bum. Uh, you, you know the whole deal. I don't need to rehash the whole thing. But Stephen Curry said he's not going. And I would imagine a star of his magnitude on a team like that and such a small team in basketball that they are not going. The world is waiting. The world is on pins and needles to know if the Golden State Warriors are going to the White House. I've said before on the podcast, there probably would be very little stopping me, and I don't even like Donald Trump from going to the White House. It is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And you, you know what? It speaks to the bullshit of the, the phrase, well, let's have a conversation. No, 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 no. You, you agree with this. I agree. Let's have a conversation. So our conversations now are by not being invited to the White House to talk to the leader of the free world. We're going to act like fucking Joe, Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg and walk off the walk off the stage as if Bill, Bill O'Reilly were there. I'm not going to listen to what you have to say, so I'm just going to leave. Like Vernon Davis, they mentioned this on Monday Night Football. Or it was a Sunday night. It was Sunday Night Football. You know, Vernon Davis, which I don't think the Redskins have to worry about going to the, to the White House for, uh, you know, by winning the Super Bowl. Like, it's something to pump the brakes, beep, beep, beep. D don't, no. Kirk Cousins is not going to the White House. But it was interesting to hear... I don't know if he, I think Al Michaels repeated the quote. I don't think Vernon Davis actually said it for us. Um, but he said, I'd like to go and I'd like to ask Donald Trump questions. <gasps> Wait, hold on. Is that a conversation? That, that might be what people are striving for in a conversation. Now, I'm also not fucking, you know, completely brainwashed or naive to think that Donald Trump's gonna be like, hey, thank you. Thank you for coming. Hey, guys, let's all, let, let's all sit around the fucking, you know, circle here, Indian style. And uh, Indian style, cross our legs, Indian style. Yeah, that's the way. That's that's the phrase. I don't know if that's is that cliche. I mean, not cliche. Is that PC now? Indian style, cross your legs, Indian style. I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of Vox or Slate or Salon article that says that it's basically the N word. But I'm not going to go there. To that's not what this is about. But you know, 
I don't think he's going to have to sit everyone down and be like, all right, let's discuss foreign policy. Uh, I, I, listen, I get that. But wouldn't that be interesting to actually have someone go there and maybe even say, you know, like get behind the mic and be like, I want to thank President Trump for being here. I, although I disagree with him on certain issues, you know, you could see him getting angrier and just sort of moving around. Uh, it would definitely be a scene like where, where Trump would sort of be like, hey, you know, this is what, what's going on right now. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy topic. You know, we don't have enough time to talk about it now. And then he walks away. The player says something and he comes back. It, almost like that classic Earl Weaver video where you can't get enough of the umpires. He's screaming at him as if he's been thrown out of the game, just keeping going back and forth. Just, I want a little more. I have no governor on me. I need more. So that was that. And then, of course, the kneeling. Um, it was a, 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 a nation of kneelers, a, a weekend of kneeling. Of course, it all started again. We go back to uh, Donald Trump, who, again, he, he can't control himself. So he, he goes to, he needs adulation all the time. He's a sociopath to a certain extent that he needs to be liked. He doesn't care about other people's. Do you think for one second that Donald Trump gives a flying fuck if anyone kneels? If he does, if you actually believe that, I'm, I feel sorry for you. I don't think he cares. I really don't. He cares in a sense that his supporters care. So he can't control himself. He, I mean, obviously, we all have to go to Alabama rallies in the middle of September. I mean, that's especially what we need, especially, you know, with Puerto Rico falling apart. You're not even mentioning it. Listen, it was falling apart before. Like, I, like I, I, we'll get into Puerto Rico. We'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. But um, to Alabama and just go there. And this whole kneeling issue, let's, let's, let's be honest. It was dying. Kaepernick's not in the league. You're still, you're still going to have the specter of Colin Kaepernick, like, you know, hovering over any shitty quarterback or some just complete meltdown by an average quarterback. You're going to have that specter. So you don't see him. He's not kneeling. And yeah, you got a few people kneeling throughout the league. But it was, I'm telling you, even by week, you know, the first two weeks, it was an issue. You could see it getting smaller in the second week, honestly. But what does he do? He gets a big fucking T-bone steak and waves it. In front of this bloodthirsty, you know, I don't know if they're bloodthirsty, but enjoy the analogy. This bloodthirsty crowd of just, you know, MAGA supporters that that's a big issue to them and just completely brings it back from the dead. Absolutely. I won't say it was dead, but it was on life support, man. It was not doing good. It was not doing good at all. But here it is an enormous issue again and absolutely enormous issue again he doesn't give a shit like this is just stop he, he he doesn't give a shit it's 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 all lie so then we come to sunday the day that you know the sports writers are, are you get most of the sports writers i don't even think have a pulse they have a pulse to what the athletes say most sports writers are eunuchs to the extent that they are just you know regurgitating syncophants to the expressions the actions eh, maybe not the actions but the just the, the overall attitude of an athlete, unless it's out of control, just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a, he has the right to his for, to free speech. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many people denying that. Um, but here's my take. My take. Uh, talked about Colin Kaepernick. How long is the, the Colin Kaepernick thing? I guess we'd say it's about a year, right? Been in and out of the news since the kneeling began. Um, I've kind of done, I won't say a complete 180. I still think he's kind of an idiot. Um Listen, he thinks that Cuba is a better place to live than the United States. I mean, the qualities are better there. I mean, he's giving the University of Nevada. He should be under investigation. Uh, I don't know if he did. He get a diploma there? Did he leave after his junior? I don't know. But uh, you know, is that go back to the political science and start thinking about things again there? But he actually puts his money where his mouth is, and maybe inadvertently or advertently, 
he's sort of sacrificed his career. Again, I don't think this was his main intention, but he's sort of done it at this point. He puts his money where his mouth is. So with the flag itself, I uh, I really don't care. Um, would I, I'd rather players stand. Because to me, I think the flag means something. Now, I know you can go different avenues with that and say, yeah, it does mean something. I fucking fought for this country. I did that. I did this. And I, I get it. You may disagree with me saying I really don't care. Um, I think our country, while it's not perfect, is a good, great place to live. If you, I hate to be like, a, you know, <laughs> you know, someone in the Vietnam War or something, you know, a protester there, just like, you know, a counter protester saying, like it or leave it, love it or leave it. I don't mean that way. No country's perfect. I mean, we want to, you know, romanticize some countries as if these perfect fucking, you know, entities when they're not. But my, my issue with the kneeling now, what, what, what are we doing? First, it was Colin Kaepernick about police brutality. On Sunday, what was it? It was like 17 different tentacles of kneeling. 17 different. And I keep saying seven, a lot. You have a white veteran who thinks it's okay to kneel. You have a black veteran who doesn't. Some are kneeling. Some are sitting. Some are not even going on the field. Some are in unity with hands standing. Some are in unity with hands sitting. Some have hands on shoulders. Some are supporting, uh, you know, the... the they want more social reform. They, they, they want more you know, awareness to police brutality, things like that. Some are protesting Donald Trump. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing at this point? And I, I, I shudder doing this because Mike France. And then, then there's the other element of it. You see sports writers and you even have John Wall. Obviously, he doesn't play in the, the NFL. He's an NBA player. But he wants Brady and, and, and Rodgers to kneel. Like now we're guilting people into kneeling like that that's where it's at it's like oh you're not oh you're, you're not kneeling oh okay all right so i guess you, you you can play alongside this guy and get millions of dollars but you don't you don't you don't care about his cause i mean at a certain point then you're just the person walking around you know the office with a with that manila envelope saying eh. and then if you don't do it say oh, god bless you uh i i just don't what, what what's what's happening now like what is the cause what, what is going on and I, I, I have to be the cynicist here. Colin Kaepernick sacrifices his career. Colin Kaepernick does things. He has charities. He raises money. And maybe I'm just generalizing. Maybe I'm not going on the Jacksonville Jaguars fucking PR page, you know, and, and seeing what everyone on that team does and how they're on the board of directors or somewhere. You know, they're on this committee to, to, to in, enact social change and things like that. Maybe I'm completely off base. But what the fuck is Nailing doing? That's, that's my, is Frank, Mike Francesa said, again, I, I shudder to, to follow his social cues sometimes just because, you know, he, he sort of teeters on the edge there of, uh, you know, <laughs> some of those cringeworthy moments where it's like, oh, Mike, yeah, that's, it's 2017, man. Just, just watch it there. But couldn't you find a better method of, of making your point? If you, if owners who are the biggest fucking hypocrites you have ever seen in your life, the NFL owners are disgusting. They sit there. They are the phoniest, sleaziest fucking people you've ever seen. We support all of our players to demonstrate what they feel, you know, and, and what their cause is. At the same time, Colin Kaepernick sits out there who, listen, I'm not sure. There are his supporters that make him out to be like an MVP candidate. He is not. He is not an MVP candidate, although he can be a starter in the league. I thought he was just a backup. Look at some of the shitty quarterbacks in this league. He can be a starter. But we support all our players. To, no one signed him, though. And Chris Mad Dog Russo, God bless that man. 
God bless him. He made the best point yesterday. You know what? John Mara, owner of the New York Giants, he was one of the owners that publicly came out, put it on Twitter to say that, you know, he supports all the, the free speech of, of players and self-expression. You know what? Get rid of Geno Smith. And I'm sorry Geno Smith has to be the sacrificial lamb, but this is a good example. Get rid of Geno Smith. He stinks. And sign Colin Kaepernick. I'd love to see it. Mad Dog said it. Put your fucking money where your mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, the, the, uh, the owners. They, they, again, they, I, I'm being a broken record going around a circle here, but holy Christ. Holy Christ. Just, hey, do you look in the fucking mirror? But back to Francesa. Isn't there a better avenue to make your message? You know, does it have to be the national anthem? No, I get why people would use the national anthem. It gets the most attention. Everyone's going to see that. You're going to be on full view. The entire stadium stops. There is no movement. The only movement is of a real flag or a flag on the Jumbotron as it actually, you know, goes back and forth throughout the pixels on there. That's the only thing moving the entire stadium. So I get why you do it. But isn't there something, like I talked about divisiveness. You know, you want to have a conversation? You're dividing half the fucking people who watch the game. That, that's, and, and people can say, listen, it's long time been a method of, you know, protest and the national anthem has meant this and you, the meaning you're not understanding and it's a war anthem. It's, it's you know, people, uh, what's the guy's name? Tommy, Tommy Smith uh, in the Olympics with his fist in the air. That, that, that meant something. All of that's right. Can't you find something? Can't everybody there? I mean, because you're, you're dividing people. You're dividing patriots. You're dividing military. You're dividing the audience. You're dividing viewers. You're dividing teams. Listen, we talked about the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers with a beacon of fucking solidarity. Fast forward that a few hours. That, that fucking locker room is a mess. Jeb is a mess. That's a mess. How about like something after the game where everyone gets together, both teams and puts their hand in the air, like something like that. Like I'm not even against the protest. It's just you want to get people on your side. And here's the the last thing on the kneeling as we're 15 minutes in and I've got nothing else. Not even Odell, Odell Beckham pissing like a dog. The last thing. Again, generalizing, I guess I go back to it. I, I, I made a point and then I left. I mean, if you've listened to the podcast before, there are lots of points that are just not, you know, finished. Um, but how many people are actually doing something? How many people? Because I'll, I'll tell you something. The people out there that are suffering from, you know, prison reform, you know, pr- prison lack of prison reform and, uh, you know, social justice issues, the people that are actually, guess what? Your knee to the ground does nothing. It does nothing. And I know some people say, well, it's bringing awareness uh, and it's starting the conversation. Is it though? It's bringing awareness. Oh, well, that, that'll help. That'll help. What's a, what's a Netflix uh, documentary on Khalif Browder? I don't know if I mentioned it last week. A guy who sat in Rackers Island for three years over a backpack. Over a backpack and the case was dismissed. Did, how much, tell me how much your fucking kneeling did for that. Now... I mean, look, here's an example, and this is a bad example. I'll, I'll give you that. Did Adam Jones, Adam Pac-Man Jones, did he kneel? Did he have some sort of protest? Did he do something? What has Adam Jones ever done in society other than be a fucking menace? Anything? Like, did he kneel? Like, is that, is that, is that where we're at? Now, granted, 
again, I already prefaced it by saying it wasn't the best example. There's a lot of in-between, you know, Kaepernick, philanthropy, and Adam Jones. There's a lot of in-between. I get that. But, you know, what, what is it doing? I, I think this is my theory. I think there's a large disconnect with NFL. And listen, large disconnect with NFL players and actually doing something about it other than a kneel. If you're going to use that platform, which is an enormous platform, and I have made no bones about it. I am a stick to sports guy. I am a Charles Barkley. Athletes are not role models. When that commercial came out, I was like nine years old. And I'm like, yeah, they're not role models. I don't need to listen to these people. I listen. I was woke. I already knew. I, I've, I knew this shit already. Okay. Some of you are lagging behind. All right. But I, I, I don't think they're role models. But if you're going to use that platform, you got to do something about it. Don't give me this, you know, I put a hand here. We all stood in arms. You're making a statement. Now, again, people are being forced into it, but I just hope that people are putting their money where their mouth is because it is about a conversation. It is about accomplishing something. Other than that, it's just all lip service. It's all a fucking dog and pony show. I'm not saying everyone needs to be Colin Kaepernick. I never thought a year ago I'd be sitting here praising Colin Kaepernick. I really didn't. But what are these guys doing? I, 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 maybe again, maybe someone will listen to this and contact me and say, you know what, Brian, you are so fucking off. Look at all these guys that are involved in this, 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 this. And you know what? Maybe I come back and say, yeah, I need to develop a new take because that one sucked. It was ice cold, freezing, freezing. Need gloves, parka, hoodie, whole deal. Whew. So that's my deal with the kneeling. Um, and Trump is still on it. He's still on it. And he was on it all, all weekend. All, all. All about kneeling. The leader of the free world tweeting. And we all know he's out of his mind. He's a, he, he is, he, <laughs> he's insane. We get that. Um, all weekend kneeling, kneeling talk, just getting that fan base going. And I, 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 I had a little tweet storm, a little rant, a little breakdown um, about how there's been no attention to Puerto Rico. No attention. Now, when I say that, no, I made a lot of tweets. I became that raving lunatic, you know, tweeting at the president. That's a moment. That's a position I never thought I would be in. I n- never thought I'd be that guy. You always look at those people, celebrities, and you see them like tweeting at them. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm sure they're gonna respond to that one, buddy. Yeah, look at your entire timeline. You just tweet at celebrities. Like, do you realize there are lots of better avenues to utilize Twitter than that? Which is now going to 260, 280 characters. I don't like that. I do not like that. I don't at all. I don't. Uh, I think it's a bad idea. But that's a topic for another day, though. Well, maybe we'll get to it at the end of the show. Maybe not another day, right? But day after day, nothing about Puerto Rico. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then he tweets out. He, he tweets out. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He tweets out three consecutive tweets. Now, I was never implying that, you know, the the uh, supplies and relief weren't getting to Puerto Rico. It's a slow process, which I'll get into in a second with the president's comments today on Tuesday um, on why it's a slow process. But, you know, you're waiting for him. I think it was, what, four days? I think it was about four and a half days. Not one thing about Puerto Rico, which I get is not a state. Uh, but they do have U.S. citizens. Please, Twitter, remind me of the 700,000th fucking time. I wonder if Donald Trump even knows they're American citizens. Boy, that, that, that one's rich. The, the seven millionth time, I mean, oh boy, it was still slapping my knee. Um, but here we are. I'll read it. Everyone's read it. Texas and Florida are doing great, but Puerto Rico, which was already suffering from a broken, broken infrastructure and massive debt, 
is in deep trouble. Its old electrical grid, which was in terrible shape, was devastated. Much of the island was destroyed and billions of dollars owed to Wall Street and the banks, which sadly must be dealt with. Uh, food, water, and medical are top priorities and doing well. Hashtag FEMA. Now, everything he said in there is probably pretty true. It's pretty, pretty true. Puerto Rico was not in good shape for many reasons. Some of them definitely their own. Some of the United States. But that, that's a topic for another day. But, you know, this is a fucking catastrophe there. And you're insulting them first before. It's like, yeah, we'll take care of you. Yeah, it's like going to fucking New Orleans and being like, listen, you got the lowest literacy rate, one of the lowest literacy rates in the entire fucking country. You're, so many of you are fucking obese and disgusting. I don't even want to even look at you. Uh, and you know what? You're also, it's some of the biggest poverty in the country. You're going to New Jersey and being like, oh, God, I mean, this this Jersey Shore show, it's terrible. You people actually watch this. Your brains are small. And, and look at this governor you elected. He's a big fat slob. I mean, yeah, I used him, but I mean, come on, I got rid of him at a certain point. Like... <laughs> What the fuck was that? What was that, man? Can you, and you could tell even like the MAGA, the MAGA Trump, hardcore Trumpkins, like even they were silent about that. They even they were silent because I mean I even looked on Twitter like I, I, again I continue doing what I shouldn't do, using all of my frustration about something, and going to Twitter to look for people you know saying the opposite of my viewpoint to just get angry. Now, of course, you're going to, like, find, like, the, you know, the hardcore, like, racist, ignorant person. Oh, oh, they're speaking Mexican over there. And, you know, they just get back on their banana boats. And, you know, I mean, you're not going to have a conversation with someone like that. I mean, it's it's just like, why even enter into this? This is just bad for everyone. It's like me, you know, bragging about my SAT scores to someone with, like, uh, you know, who has Down syndrome. It's like, this isn't fair. It's mean. It's wrong. It's, it's, and it's going to make all of us look bad. And it's just not a good look. So I don't even entertain those conversations, but like I couldn't even find like the hardcore ignorant ones. There were a few, but that I mean that was it. Obviously, somebody got in his ear um, because today was all presidential stuff. And you know, by the way, our, and I understand he's not the president anymore, but our, uh, Barack Obama not one word about Puerto Rico on Twitter either. And I know he doesn't probably run his own Twitter account either. But I mean, you know, can can, can you at least humor us? I mean, it's the same way. You know, Donald Trump, could he at least, at least humor us? I'm not even asking for, for Trump to go there, you know, and start lifting beams and, you know, dragging old ladies out of houses and whatnot. Can he just say, like, give me the bullshit. Like, I never thought in my life I'd really want the bullshit tweets. You know, thoughts and prayers, you know, it's a picture of a fucking FEMA member helping somebody. Like, that's it, man. I wasn't even saying that, like, you know, supplies and stuff weren't going there. Although I understand how my language can be fucking construed to be that. I get it. But... Today, he was presidential. He said all the right things. He explained why it's harder to get uh, Puerto Rico, you know, the, the things they need. Because, uh, listen, he's lacking in his loquacious fucking, <laughs> his loquacious manner. He's lacking skills in that department. Uh, he's, he told us that. Uh, and uh, we will this. also on Puerto Rico. But the difference is this is an island sitting in the middle of an ocean. And it's a big ocean. It's a very big ocean. Uh, fantastic people. I grew up in New York, so I know many people from Puerto Rico. I know many Puerto Ricans, and uh, these are great people. The man is a wordsmith. Uh, I, I think we are, we're all in agreement with that. He's, he's absolutely artillic. Uh, art, Jesus Christ. Boy, is everyone laughing at that one? Are you still laughing? I'm sitting here ripping on someone's tongue, and I articulate. Articulate. So. He is right, though, for as stupid as that sounds. It, it is true. You, you can't just go. I mean, especially it's also even more dire on Puerto Rico in the same sense. 
you know, in Texas and Florida, wherever you go, you, you can go somewhere. You, you can go stay with a family. You can go to a hotel far away and let the, you know, shit, you know, get out of there. You know, just let, let it settle. You know, Puerto Rico is an island. It's an island in the middle of nowhere. And I'll tell you, there are no flights going out of there except for they just started, I think, three a day. Three flights for the entire, you know, three flights for the entire island. All those people are there. All those people. And Jennifer, hey, I mean, we now we know it's a tragedy when Jennifer Lopez hasn't, you know, talked to her family, which, jeez, yeah, I hope they're okay. Like, I'm not trying to make make light of this, but uh, you think Jennifer Lopez would have got her, got her, maybe her, her her plane, her private plane that she's always taking pictures on, maybe flew her family out of there? I mean, you'd think that, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd, you'd think that. It kind of makes me think she doesn't really talk to him. That's, that's just my guess. I, I give her credit, a million dollars. And it's still, when you, even when you're a multimillionaire, donating a million dollars is a big deal, so... A rod two hundred fifty thousand. It's not Alex Rodriguez's job to donate to every tragedy on the entire face of the planet. But your girlfriend's Puerto Rican. I don't know why they had to do it like in two separate like press releases. Wouldn't you just do it together and just make the 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 the, the amount look bigger? Like this is so inconsequential and unfucking important, but. Anyways, Trump, obviously someone got in Trump's ear because he said everything correct today. I mean, and he also, he said, I, I know lots of Puerto Ricans. I'm from New York. There's a lot of Puerto Ricans there. I know plenty of Puerto Ricans. The man knows everybody. It is. Uh, it's, it's amazing. We have breaking news. Uh, now, you know what? That breaking news doesn't work on a podcast, Brian. They're already going to know. You're right. You are right. It is breaking news, though, at this moment at 6.48 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, the 26th. That is Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, this entire fucking NBA circus of an offseason. Uh, it's still going on because Media Day is here, everybody. Media Day. I'll tell you, if I'm the NBA, I'm doing exactly what they're doing, but that doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. The NBA fans, obviously, they know where they're marketing to. It is just so sickening. It is just such soap opera. Kevin Durant has 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 two Twitter accounts, and Carmelo's traded, and 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 it's media day. Let's have fun. Let's have everyone put him on the podium while they wear the jersey, which is incredibly awkward. I, maybe other people don't care, but it's like I know there's not a game, there's not a practice, there's nothing, and you're wearing a jersey. It's just like I don't know. I, I mean, it's not as awkward as a manager wearing a baseball uniform when he doesn't play, but. But, I mean, nothing really changes. It's all circus. Uh, nothing really changes in the sense that they're, wow, three or four teams are going to win the national, you know, win the championship again. It's either Cleveland. Uh, it's either the Thunder. Uh, Cleveland Thunder, Warriors. I don't know. Who else could we throw in there? The Timberwolves will be interesting, but they're not really going to compete, honestly, I don't think, when it comes down to it. Oh, and Houston. That's right. So those are probably the four teams, and I'll throw Minnesota on the end. So no one from the East. The East is down. Um, well, no, Cleveland. That's right, yeah. But... The NBA is the NBA. And, of course, like I just sort of mentioned there, Carmelo, our long saga, is over. Carmelo Anthony is no longer part of the New York Knicks. And it was what you'd expect on the Twitter sphere. You know, the fanboys playing the highlight packages of how he was never appreciated and how no one loved him and they'll regret that he's leaving and they're making him leave, yada, 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 all that shit. Um, and then there's the other people that I sort of side more with. That uh, tremendous player who, listen, he's a ball hog. He never got the right pieces around him. There's no doubt about that. The Knicks failed him in that sense. But this is also a guy who, very sensitive, egotistical. I mean, he was threatened by Jeremy Lin. This man wanted Jeremy Lin off the team. I don't think it's going to work out in Oklahoma City. Uh, I think Russell Westbrook is, 
don't want to say he's a ball hog. He definitely gets guys involved more than Carmelo, but he's another guy that needs the ball in his hands all the time. Those are two people. And then throw in Paul George there. It's, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but the era known as Carmelo Anthony, I was said this the other day on Twitter, the best season was 54 wins and losing in the second round. I think it was the second round. They lost to Indiana in the second round. Uh, and the next best was 43 wins. Is that correct? Something in the low 40s. That is the second best record. No, it was 44. No, what was it? It was 44. No, 44 and 40 would be 84 games, Brian. It was 40. They were 42 and 40. That's the second best fucking year with Carmelo Anthony on the team. 42 and 40. Can we please cut the fucking shit about how great, you know, he made the New York Knicks. Maybe they would have been a, a complete laughing stock and not just, you know, marginal laughing stock when he was there. Complete laughing stock. But give me a break. This is not a era Knicks fans will look back at and be fond of. It's ridiculous. It's just a stupid fucking narrative. Uh, I want to get back to the NFL real quick. We're approaching half hour with this. I know you have things to do, and you're like, all right, Brian, you know, I still have so much of this I can listen to. Uh, let's see. The other thing I wanted to get back to with the um, NFL was Aaron Hernandez, obviously. Um, he has uh, he had CTE. So, as we know, everyone who murders someone has some sort of CTE. But, it, no, it is, it is something else. It is strange to see. Now, it was a little the wording. Of it saying, you know, we've never seen this much severe CTE. We've never seen it this bad in someone at the age, you know, in his age group. I have to imagine they don't look at that many football brains at his age group, too. He's 20, he was 27 years old. So I, I feel like that may be flawed a little bit, but I guess if it's severe CTE, it must be substantial, too. And this is a guy who, when you think about it, you know, when you think about it, when you look at the numbers, which I don't have in front of me, which I'm just going to paraphrase and pick out of the air, he probably played what? Was it 80 total games? Yeah, I think it was like eight. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like 80, like right around 70, 80 games in college and NFL. 70, 80 football games. And he has severe CTE. And of course, you know, there's high school too. There's, there's, uh, there's Pop Warner. There's all that shit. So maybe that was even, you know, that kind of might have been even, even the worst. You know what I mean? Remember all the coaches and youth sports? They don't want to fucking ask them their elbow. They don't know anything, especially when you're trying to diagnose if someone had a concussion. Hey, you okay, kid? Yeah, all right, get back in there. I mean, that, 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 that's your doctor schooling there. It's like James Woods in uh, every, any given Sunday. It's all, it's all bullshit. But now they're suing the NFL. His, his, uh, his former fiance and uh, daughter, and the name of the daughter, I believe, because I think if there is one victim outside of the people that were murdered and their families, uh, it would be... It would be the daughter. Again, I will double down and say that she's going to live a better life without having that scumbag in her life. So the best thing that ever happened to his daughter was Aaron Hernandez killing himself. That is, I will go, I will go down and say that over and over and over again. A burden on society in prison for the rest of his life because he can't stop murdering people. All those trips to see and talk to her father through a plexiglass window. Boy, those would have been fucking enriching, huh? But in this sense, there's no way. I mean, first of all, got Jose Baez on the case too. He's representing uh, the daughter and the mother. I mean, she's, she's involved. I mean, obviously like a three-year-old can't go to court, but it's in her name. But Jose Baez, who uh, Casey Anthony's uh, lawyer, which I know they're lawyers. They, they do scummy things. He'll even do scummy things to get, you know, get payment. He doesn't even, doesn't even need money. I mean, Casey Anthony must've been a huge, huge fan of what happened last week because she was getting on her knees all the time. Put it that way. But he's, he's in charge of it. So, you know, it's a bullshit case. And, there's no way you can prove. They're, they're suing the NFL and the Patriots, I believe. There's no way you can prove that it happened there. 
It's not like you know Aaron Hernandez was some fucking choir boy before the before the uh, before he got to the Patriots. No, he was shooting people in the eye and beating the hell out of people in bars in Florida. And uh, you know he wasn't perfect when he was in Connecticut either. Uh, so the idea that uh, you know he was this wholesome fucking Leave It to Beaver father, you know, before playing football for the New England Patriots is an outright it's outright bullshit. Like it's it's a laughable case. I feel bad that the kid. First of all, that kid's not going to get any of the money anyway because their scum his scumbag ex fiance will blow through that. A willing, not a willing participant, a willing, uh, knowledgeable person of everything that fucking guy did. She is a scumbag. And, uh, you know, she would have spent all the money anyways. They, they, uh, you'd almost hope that they would put it in a trust, all of it in a trust to, uh, you know, for her when she turns 18, the kid. Who knows? Um, but that's that. And the other thing with football, uh, well, geez, 32 minutes. All right. Brian, we get it. And, and the NFL is... They had a good slate of games this week. Lots of overtime games. Thank you very much. Fucking Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't even come to the tease. They're favored by seven and a half and lost. It's a lowly fucking Bears. Anyways, um, and you know, by the way, I don't need social fucking you know advice from Ben Roethlisberger, who's a uh, serial rapist. I do not need to know if people should be standing for the flag, you know, on his accord. Well, obviously, don't stand for him. You know what I fucking mean. Based on his strength, if, if they should do it or not. Uh, but Jets win a game and. It, you know where everyone knows where I'm going with this. If you listen to the podcast, you know where the fuck I'm going with this. He's, and I will echo a lot of the same sentiments as Mike Francesa. He is an amazingly talented football player. Uh, he is a generational football player. Some of the catches this guy makes are not human. They've never been seen before. They are some of the most athletic plays you will ever see in your life. And you have to be completely fair and honest here. He is an integral part of their offense. But Odell Beckham is out of his fucking mind. I do not have a doctorate. I did not go to medical school. I should not be giving anyone advice, but he needs to see somebody. He has mental issues. Mental issues. And you saw, he doesn't even care. I mean, there is absolutely... Kevin Gilbride, wrong coach, Bob McAdoo, <laughs> Bob McAdoo chastised Eli Manning last week. The whole world, Giants world went crazy, the idea that there would be such a notion. Odell Beckham celebrates on his knees, hands and knees, and simulates a dog pissing. A dog, like, and not a word is said now of course john mayer came out actually today and said that he will be dealt with uh yeah you'll see a stern talking to and uh and the promise to never do it again he's already said he's gonna do it again he's gonna do whatever he wants he said that the reason he does this you know i think i i you've you've read it you know they said odell you got a 15-yard penalty on this and someone from the new york post asked him this you got a 15-yard penalty on this yeah, I know. It was unfortunate, but, you know, it didn't end up hurting the team. So, you know, that's the most important thing. Yeah, but it could have. Like, you, you don't think like that. You don't you don't know the plays ahead from when you do something fucking ridiculous in the end zone. You don't know that. And then he said, you know what? Uh, I, I don't want to hurt the team, but, you know, when I get in that end zone, it, I'm going to do what I do. You know, you're just, you, you have no fuck. He has no control over himself once he enters the end zone. No, nothing. He he cannot control his body. I mean, he's simulating urinating. He he cannot control himself. I mean, how do you top this one next? Does he actually whip it out? 
Does he actually just start peeing in the end zone? Like, that's where we go from here. That's the next step. I think he went too high, you know, in his third year in the league. I mean, if you want to keep these super, these, these touchdown celebrations, you know, relevant and fresh and, and what, pumped up. He wants to pump up the team by doing that. Wouldn't the touchdown that just tied the game do that? You'd think, no, well, it didn't tie the game. It was the second touchdown. Wouldn't the touchdown itself, though, wouldn't that pump up the team? Do you think the team's sitting around there and be like, oh, fuck yeah, look at look at him piss. Yes. Pissing all over the place. That's what I'm talking about. That's the my man. That's why I love him. He used that like a fire hydrant. Nobody's saying that. Oh, God. And then this guy, you know, he says that. He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no no control over his body or, or whatever spasms may happen there when he gets into that end zone. Then the next day says that, you know, alluded to it was a Trump protest. It, it, he... he used almost 24 hours <laughs> to come up with that excuse that that was a Trump protest. Pissing. It, like, he, it wasn't even like, you know, there's a picture of Donald Trump there and he simulated peeing. He walked around like a dog and simulated peeing. I, I, I just, I, oh, <laughs> oh, God. And they're still out there. The Odell sycophants, that man, he could literally murder his entire family or their entire family he could murder them as long as he danced afterwards it would be okay thank you sir may i have another to be so spineless this this infatuation adult men adults you know this isn't like a seven-year-old being like he's my favorite player i have his jersey i have his cleats i have his gloves i have his fucking football card look at this adults defending this guy. First of all, this podcast, this entire discussion shouldn't even be having because sports aren't even that important. All right. No, don't, don't, don't press stop. Don't press stop. Don't delete. Don't unsubscribe. Just, you know, but to like go out of your way to defend Odell Beckham, who I don't even think clown applies anymore. Does it? Like he, he, Odell Beckham has a list of all the, and he's probably not the only wide receiver, has a list of all the Things he's going to do when he scores a touchdown this year. By the way, the Giants are 0-3. And I know he kept them in the game last week. They still lost. So it still shows. And Odell Beckham is not the only problem on that team. But it's the worst visual. Your star player acting like a complete and utter asshole. That's a problem. That's a lie. All right. Is that about it? Uh, the only other thing I want to touch on real quick, and I didn't even get to any real Yankee stuff. Aaron Judge has 50 home runs. It's insane. This is not normal. Um, I, I just, uh, I don't even, I mean, what, what can you say at this point? He's a, he's a humble guy, humble to the point where it's kind of weird. You know, he's got that bashful, youthful look in his face, even though he looks like Paul Bunyan. But you kind of respect it. It's almost getting like he's making Jeter even like like a bad boy to the point where you can't even ask a question about him. It immediately goes to, yeah, well, Sevy did this. And I mean, listen, you got to look at Didi and what Chase did in that in the seventh inning with that ground ball. I mean, I mean, you can't even ask him anything. Just be like, do you have parents? He'd be like, well, I mean, you know, look at the parents of, you know, of uh, Chapman. I mean, they're good good people. I mean, Guardy's dad's a good guy. You know, Uh, do do you have a brain? You know, I mean, it's it's getting to that point where he will not do anything. Listen, it's. It's kind of refreshing, I guess you have to say. You have to say that. Now, the Yankees are most likely, I think, the elimination number at this point. Like I said, they just started their game here. Uh, the magic number for the Red Sox is three. 
So unless they go on some some shitty losing streak and the Yankees go to town, uh, it's pretty much it's a foregone conclusion that the Yankees will face the Minnesota Twins in a wild card game. Now I know the Yankees have had incredible success against the Minnesota Twins in the playoffs, but in a one game playoff, you know anything can go. It's win or go home. I mean, <laughs> get the cliches out. Please tell me this is on like TBS and we got uh. Is it on TBS? And we get, you know, Ernie Johnson and Ron Darling and, 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 oh God, I want Darling and, and Ripken to like have passive aggressive conversations the whole one fucking game where Yankees fans are like biting their nails to listen to that shit. Why is Cal Ripken behind the microphone at all? Like, get ready for that though. You know what I mean? I mean, we have to start complaining about those announcers. Um, so, anyways, the other thing, real quick, and then we're done. I promise you. And you're like, this took me seven days to get through this, Brian. Um, what did I predict about the Nets, huh? What did I say? Not the New Jersey Nets, not the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets behind, you know, that, that are protecting the people down on the, on the lower tiers of stadiums. Some teams have jumped in and said it. Uh, we're going to do something, which, again, could all be forgotten. And then just say, we're still evaluating that process. But the New York Yankees, <laughs> they don't even want to fucking talk about it. Who's it? Wallace Matthews, I guess, who used to be uh, ESPN... ESPN New York or ESPN Yankees beat writer, I don't even know what he does right now if he's involved with anything, said that he contacted uh, a Yankee uh, ticket executive and they said, you know, uh, I don't want to talk anymore about the fucking Nets. Stop calling me. Click. So that is the response from the executive ticket people now. And Lontrost and Randy Levine, Levine, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, Jerry Cougar Mellencamp, right? Was that? Jesus. Ruined it, Brian. But... They don't even they, no comment. We're not even speaking on it. We'll we'll get back to you on that. No comment. I'm not I'm not addressing that right now. Holy shit, they're not doing it. Cause this is the one thing. And again, I mean, I think I I could say that every podcast. And I mentioned this, like I said before. But like I said before, you know, a lot of the stuff in baseball, they can be proactive and change it, change it here, change that, change this. This is one thing that changes and affects pocketbooks. If you own a pocketbook or a wallet, wallets in your pockets, the whole deal that affects that. Cause guess what? When you take your, you know, your, your wall street fucking client out for a night on the town and then you go get a steak at the Yankee stadium, and then you sit down. They don't all want to sit behind these nets. They don't, it's not as appealing. And I know a lot of them will just go downstairs anyways. I'm at the game. I'm, I'm underneath the booth and don't see any of the field. I'm watching on television just like I would at home like any other fucking poor sap. But look, there's free shrimp. Um, but they're not doing it. Even that little girl getting hit, that doesn't matter to the Yankees. That does not matter at all. I, I get why they wouldn't do it. It, it kills the, the experience in that way, but people will die. I know. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but people will die. All right, I think I've kept all of you here long, long, long enough. Or maybe you like these, like, 45-minute podcasts. Is that what you want more? Me of just stuttering and fucking sounding like an idiot? Um, remember, leave a review. If you haven't yet, yeah, I know, you've listened to the podcast for a long time. And listen, you haven't done it yet. It's understandable. We've got, we got a lot to do in our life. We do. It's understandable. Now's your time. Now's your time to be a hero. Now's your time. iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play. Tune in radio, YouTube. That's where you can find all these. And follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So whether you're kneeling, standing, uh, in arms with someone, not paying attention to things, 
uh, the whole deal, whatever your reason for protesting or not protesting or being angry at protesters. It's all a conversation, right, people? It's just a discussion. We want to have a discussion. So with all that being said, I want it.